This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, I hope you all had a phenomenal Thanksgiving full of food, family, fun, and love. I hope you guys have gotten a lot of rest. I know me personally, I have definitely spent a considerable amount of time resting. And I love that for me. So I'm going to keep that up for the remainder of this week before getting back to it on Monday. Now with that being said, I want to give you guys a throwback episode. This is one of the most listened to episodes of all time. This is one of my favorite episodes of all time. And as I continue to just work with entrepreneurs and meet you guys through through like the society or any way that we interact, um, I always think about this episode because there's so many lies that we have accepted as truths. There are so many thoughts that we have that we that have been left unchecked. And so they contribute to perspectives that are just simply not true and are simply outside of what God has for us. And so I personally love this episode. I actually did a video. This episode has been on my YouTube channel since it came out in 2019. So if you hear anything, any references about events or anything like that, this is a throwback. This is from 2019. Uh, I don't know if this is around the tour time, but ain't nothing happening right now, <laughs> except for the things that, I, that I've told you about in real time. But I'll also include the link to this video that is available now on my YouTube channel. So without further ado, here is a throwback of episode, I don't even know the number, but the title is, Who Told You That? I'll talk to you guys next week. The title of today's episode is Who Told You That? And as I was reading this book, um, the question was written in the book, Who Told You That? And that joint just hit me different. Like the book was pretty um, interesting. I really, really enjoyed it. I have a bunch of like sticky notes in the book. I have like pages of notes and things that I took from the book. But um, this simple question of who told you that really stuck with me. 
And when I when it hit me in my spirit in that way, I kind of took a second and was like, God, what are you saying? And God would began to just show me the importance or let me make sure I say this right. He began to show me the importance of analyzing the root of the thoughts that we have or the roots of the way that we do certain things. Last week, I shared a prophetic word about um, God wants you to move and become. And if you didn't listen to that, I suggest you go back and re-listen to that. Um, God is really stirring up, (laughs) I think is a good word, this gift in me and I've been studying it. Um, This is something that I've always known I had in a sense, but never really knew the word for it. Um, And so as I get a little bit more mature and God is starting to show me this spiritual gift that I have, um, he's starting to make me use it a lot more. And so definitely outside my comfort zone to share that prophetic word with you guys last week, because this is a gift that I'm still learning. Um, But I shared it nonetheless. I keep telling y'all be obedient. No matter how you feel, you better do what he say. But um, yeah, y'all had a lot of great feedback. But if you didn't listen, go and listen to that episode. It was an excellent episode. And I talked about just the three ways God put a mirror up to me last week about the the areas that I was weak in and that I needed to fix for this next level. But in the word, God was saying that it's important for us to move and become. And I think it's timely for us to talk today about who told you that, because a lot of reasons we aren't moving and we aren't becoming is because we're believing things that people have told us that simply are not true. You know, from the second that we're born, somebody or something or whatever is molding us into who we are, right? A lot of the things that we like is because our parents like them. A lot of the things that we watch on TV is because our parents or our friend groups watch them on TV. Like the second we were born, we were being influenced or molded in some way. But once you made the decision to say yes to God and you live your life for him in all areas, now you kind of have to go back and uproot those things that are that are driving your behavior and thought processes that are not rooted in the ways or the word of God. So a lot of you guys, we talked about moving and becoming. A lot of you guys haven't moved or haven't become. A lot of y'all listen to the episode. I'm going to step on some toes with this statement. A lot of y'all listen to the episode, may have even sent me a message talking about how that was for you or how that blessed you. And you still ain't moved or became nothing. You still haven't taken a step in the direction that God is pushing you through, pushing you to. And so I really want to urge those of you who have not made any moves since listening to that last week, if you felt that that was for you, you really need to pay attention to this episode because it's something that's stopping you from fully becoming all that God called you to be. And there's nothing wrong with it per se that is mm, not going to say that there is something wrong that is there. But it don't waste your time beating yourself up about it. Now it's time to figure out how to push through it. Because for as long as you have breath in your body, the activity in your limbs, as long as you're, you, you are of sound mind, you have an opportunity to continue to press forth of the things of God. So if you are one of those people that I'm referring to that listened to that, that knew it was for you and still haven't done anything, this is my loving push for you um, to, to move, to become, to act on the things that God is telling you to do. You don't need any more confirmation. You don't need any more confirmation. God said, I said what I said. I told you to move. I'm not giving you any more confirmation. It's time for you to do what I told you to do. 
thus saith the Lord, like, because that was definitely not me. Um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about who told you that, and I have three points. I don't really want to be here before you guys long. I don't want to waste your time with a bunch of fluff. I want to get right to the point because, it, like I said, it's time for us to move and become. It's time for us to operate in who we are. It's time for us to get rid of the fear, to get rid of the, the negative thoughts, to get rid of the things that are preventing us from owning and accepting who God calls us to be. It's time for us to get rid of all of that stuff so we can start living the abundant life, so we can start reaping the benefits of living righteously. We we can't keep being stuck here, y'all. We can't. We can't keep being stuck here. I personally hate when, like, um, there are certain pastors and, and um, leaders and people who I used to listen to who I can't listen to anymore because I'm like, how long are we going to be broken? Like, you've been preaching on brokenness for, like, three years. Ain't nobody gone nowhere yet? Like, ain't nobody whole yet? Why are we still talking about brokenness? And so it's not to take away from their message or the things that they're doing. But I think if they are being spirit, spirit led, which I believe they are, then it just it says something to say about God's people that we keep hearing these messages and keep hearing. Yeah, these are for me, but we're not going nowhere. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't like being in the same place for a long period of time. I get bored very quickly. <laughs> I remember when I was talking about my book, um, couple years ago I was like you know what y'all I'm tired of talking about I'm writing a book I'm going to just put the thing out I'm tired of talking about it so I think it's time that we get tired of being where we are Whew, excuse me had to burp <laughs> excuse me being where we are so I think it's time that we get tired of being where we are and start moving. Okay, so point number one, do not put God in a box. God is a supernatural God. And I think that it's time that we get on board with supernatural living. And I think it was Janae, shout out to Janae Utley. Um, follow her on YouTube. Her YouTube is led Janae Emily Utley on YouTube. Um, she has a podcast as well. But I think it was her uh, who I was talking to and she was just saying that she's just trying to live this supernatural life. And that's just the way she's on the supernatural. And I was like, dang, that's lit. I want to live a supernatural life, too. And I, then I started to think to myself, well, why didn't I think about that before? Like, why didn't I think that living a supernatural life is possible? Living a life where miracle signs and wonders were following me everywhere I go was possible. Why don't I wake up with the expectation that something great is going to happen to me today? Why don't I? You know, and that's the, the, the type of thought process that I want you guys to be on as you listen to this episode. Who told you you couldn't live a supernatural life? Who told you that you couldn't just wake up and walk outside and somebody handed you a million dollars? I mean, that sounds far-fetched and it probably is, but nothing is too big for God. So as far as I'm concerned, I can think about something like that and, and believe that something like that could happen to me because that's the type of God that I serve. And as I was thinking about this and writing these points down, the Lord began to share with me the reason why we're emotional about where we are now is because that we don't trust that it can all change in a blink of an eye. So the reason why we're so frustrated in the waiting season, we're so frustrated um, while we're, we're waiting for our prayers to be answered is because we don't trust that it can all change, excuse me, in the blink of an eye. Imagine how confident you will be 
about this season of your life, even if you're not in a waiting season. I mean, we're all growing, right? There's always going to be a new level. Even if you're not necessarily in the waiting season, but you're in that season where you're trying to continue to grow and level up, imagine how confident you would be if you trusted that it could all change in the blink of an eye. If you put your confidence that suddenly all that suddenly things can change in your life, that suddenly that business that doesn't have any clients is booked to capacity, that suddenly that debt that you can't seem to get above water is, is supernaturally erased. That suddenly that car that you struggle to get rid that, that you struggle to, to start every day, somebody just came and gave you a brand new one. Imagine how confident you would be, how at peace you will wake up, how wake up with, how much joy you will have every day if you put your trust that God can do anything in a blink of an eye to change your situation. And I want to take y'all to Amos 9, 13 to 15. This is my anchored scripture for 2019. I've told you guys this before. This is the scripture that I'm believing my 2019 is going to be and I mean honestly so far it's it's definitely living up to it but Amos 9 13 through 15 I'm gonna read it out the message version let me change this version real quick so it's the message one it says yes indeed it won't be long now God's decree things are going to happen so fast your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of the other of the other you won't be able to keep up Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people in Israel. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. And I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land that I've given them. God, your God says so. Imagine if you just walked around with this suddenly mentality that yes, indeed, it won't be long now. That every situation that's going on in your life, that's not what you want it to be, that the enemy is using to steal your joy. Imagine if you just stopped believing what he said and you just woke up and say, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. Imagine how different your day will be. Imagine how much better of a day you'll have at work. As you're sitting in traffic, when normally you would get frustrated because you're going to a job you hate, you hate. Now, instead, you're listening, you're uh, in the car saying, "Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. This might be my last day in the office. I'm gonna make it count." Like, you know, I'm trying to get you guys to, I'm trying to push you out of where you are mentally and push you into the mentality of the supernatural living and push you to stop putting God in a box. And I'm gonna give you some more scriptures. And I want you guys to write these scriptures down. I'm not giving them to you just because. I need you to write these things down and revisit them. And if you're the person that's struggling with moving or if you're the person who have been putting God in a box, write these things down and put them somewhere to where you're reading it every day. The Bible says to meditate on the word day and night. Faith, the Bible says faith comes by hearing of the word. So you got to keep reading these things out loud. Because we're going to get to point number two in a second because I'm not even going to get ahead of myself. But read these things out loud. Speak back to those thoughts that come to your head. So Ephesians 3, 
3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. We serve a God that can do exceedingly and abundantly anything we can ask for or think. That means what you're thinking about, too small. What you're thinking about, God could do better. What you're thinking about, how he has better for you. So it's important that we put ourselves in this mentality, even in situations where it seems like we're taking a step back. Hebrews 2.4 says, God also bear witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So we've heard this before, you guys. God is a, a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. A miracle is something that does not make sense. How can you say that you're believing in God for a miracle and you're trying to make sense of it? That's counterproductive. That's pretty much like you're driving yourself crazy because you're trying to rationalize something that cannot be rationalized. It's a miracle. That's the definition. In your business, who told you that you couldn't be an overnight success? There's always going to be a period of preparation but we don't know the plans that God has for us. His ways are not our ways. I think that's one of the scriptures I have. His thoughts are above our thoughts. We don't know what he's doing. We just know what's going to work out for our good. So who told you that you had to stay in a situation that you're in? Who told you you couldn't move? Who told you you had to be qualified? Who told you that your uh, debt couldn't be supernaturally erased? Who told you these things? Don't put God in a box, you guys. That's point number one. We don't even need to continue on. Don't put God in a box. Let's move on to point number two. Get to the roots of the belief. I want you to take a second after this episode is over or whenever and think about why you believe the things that you believe. Anything that is disrupting you of your peace of mind, of your joy, in whatever season that you're in, write it down. And then as you're there, get to the root of that belief. What voices or perspectives are shaping your thinking? Who did you listen to that made you think that, you're, that you had to do your business a certain type of way? I told you guys about my media company, the um, business model for it. I've never seen it. Because if, if I was to go by what I know, what I've been taught, by what my friends are doing, I would have had uh, discovery calls and I would have had, after the discovery call, would have pitched some type of 45-minute um, strategy session. And then after that, I probably would have pitched another pro. That, that's what I've been taught. That's what historically goes on when you're doing a, a service, when you're introducing some type of service. God said, no, don't do none of that. This is what I need you to do. Who told, what, what would have happened if I would have believed what I knew or what I was taught? What happened if I would have went with what worked for other people as opposed to sought God on behalf of what he wants for me? Or believe, if, if I wouldn't have believed that God has something special for me? Because I told y'all about my waiting season. The joint was brutal. But I believe that God has something special for me. There was a lot I could have done within that waiting season, but I made a decision to surrender to God. I made a decision to not only surrender to him, but keep him as the CEO of my business. And with that decision meant I had to get with his program. 
And in doing that, I had to be obedient and listen to him and the things that he shared with me. And it wasn't until recently that I realized just how strategic he really is. And like I said before, we get our mindsets, the way we think about things, the information we have gets so, it gets molded by all of the things that we consume, by all of the people that we talk to, by all of the opinion, opinions that we hear. The Bible says that he is the potter and we are the clay. But what happens is we got all these other potters in our life. We got these successful entrepreneurs that we've been studying. And so we're trying to do what they're doing. We're trying to see what worked for them. Who told you that had anything to do with you? Who told you that that's the way that it had to go? Who told you that? You, you saw on Forbes that it said that successful people wake up early, but God called you to, to intercede on people's behalf at the midnight watch. So you're supposed to be on your post from 12 to 3 a.m. praying, but instead you sleep because you read something in Forbes that said successful people wake up early, but God called you to be up at a, uh, at a midnight hour praying for things, interceding on people's behalf, making things, making moves in the spirit. You are allowing this article or somebody else's secret to success to be the potter of your business when that's not the case. Like I said, the Bible says that he's the potter and we're the clay. And it's important that you guys understand as well, demons talk to. And this is something I ain't learned until maybe a year ago. And, it, and a lot of people ask, uh, like, how do you hear from God? How, you, how do you discern God's voice and things like that? God always is speaking to us, but I want you to understand that demons talk too. That's why it's important that you stay on your face and that you stay before God and you understand his word, because that's how you're going to be able to dis discern the spirits. It's, it's a difference between discerning and then the discerning of spirits. I'm not even going to get into that right now. But one thing I really want you guys to pray about is the discerning of spirits so that you don't get caught up with people, places, and things that are not of God influencing God's business. I remember one time, and this wasn't even about business, but this was one of the first times I realized that demons speak. I was in a house and I used to get attacked the most when my husband was out of town. So he travels a lot. He used to, thank God that's over, but he used to travel a lot for work. And so um, I would get attacked the most while he was traveling because he wasn't there with me. He's my covering, right? He's my husband. He wasn't, even though he was still praying for me and things like that where he was, he wasn't there with me. So I remember I was watching this show and a little boy or somebody um, had committed suicide. And a thought came to my head that was like, you should do that. Let me tell y'all something. I got up so fast, so fast. I said, absolutely not. Okay. I spoke right back to the same devil that was trying to get me because this was a time, this was during a time where I was really stressed out because I'm like, God, what are you doing? Like, I, I'm the type of person who I just naturally, I like to see results, right? I like to see if I'm working towards a goal, I like to see things get accomplished. I'm an executor, right? I like to get stuff done. So in my waiting season or when I'm trusting God, I wasn't getting a lot done because God had me doing everything but 
what I wanted to do or he had me doing things that didn't involve business that would later come full circle. So in that moment, I was pretty, I was really frustrated because I didn't understand what God was doing. And it was just a, a, a really stressful um, time, a very highly vulnerable time. And so the enemy used my husband being away to speak to me. And he was like, you should do that in re reference to the person who killed himself. I got up in RoboCosh. Like, I just started speaking in tongues. I couldn't, I didn't know what to say. I was so down. I didn't even have a scripture on the top of my mind to speak back to this thing. So I just spoke in tongues because it's all I knew how to do. And that's the perfect prayer. But I understood in that moment, oh, this is a demon. They're trying to get me up out of here. He trying to get me up out of here. He trying to make me feel like God doesn't have a, a plan for me or make me feel like this season that I'm going through is the worst thing in the world. He's trying to keep me at or, or keep me at a, a low place and, uh, and manipulate my emotions to cause me to do something that I cannot take back. Like what? No. Mm -mm. And so that's when I realized, oh, demons talk. And it was another time something else happened. And I think it was, I can't even remember, but it was like it was a tormenting spirit. And I just kept praying and rebuking the spirit and praying and rebuking the spirit. But I say all that to say demons talk too. And it's important that you get in the word, especially if you're moving and becoming, it's going to be vulnerable. Walking by faith is like walking in a dark room with shades on. You don't know where you're going. It's nerve wracking. It's scary. You have no idea where that next step is even leading to because God don't give you the big picture. He give you these little instructions and you sitting there like, what sense does this even make? But you still have to do it. It's not easy at all. So get it out your mind that it's going to be this glamorous thing because it's not. But you have to be obedient and it will all make sense. It'll all work out for your good. But you have to understand or get to the root of the things that you're believing. If you're fearful, if you have fear present in you, fear is the opposite of faith. You can't have faith and be scared. They don't go together at all. So if you're fearful about whatever it is that God is telling you to do, you got to take a second to see what's the root of this. Quitting my job scares me. Why am I scared? Oh, it's because I haven't seen it be done before. Or it's because my mom quit her job and she went bankrupt. Or my friend quit her job and she had to get a part-time job and she was so embarrassed because she told everybody she was going to be this successful entrepreneur. And now she's waiting tables at Applebee's and she's depressed and her business isn't doing good. I don't want to quit my job. I see what happens when you do that. That was super dramatic and oddly specific, but that's the, you got to get to the root of it. Figure out what is going on. But anything that is a pulling you away from the will of God has to go. That's why we're talking about this today. You got to evaluate who told you that. Who told you these things? And I'm going to give you an assignment as my third point because y'all know I like giving homework. Don't let me pump you up to do nothing. We got work to do in the kingdom. We need you to move and become because there's souls that need to be saved. There's lives that need to be touched. There's hearts that need to be healed. God's, God's people need to be healed. There's a calling on your life. There's a, a um, souls attached to your obedience, but you're stagnant and we got to get you to move. You're stagnant and we have to get you to move. We have the power of free will. And we make decisions every day, right? So we're talking about who's pouring into us. We make decisions on who pours into us. Who you follow on social media is a decision. You hit the follow button. 
you haven't hit unfollow yet. So it's a decision that you're allowing this person to, to or these people to pour into you. Things that enter in through enter in through your eyes and your ears make their way to your heart. So we have to start guarding our heart. That's one of the scriptures. Let me see. Let me make sure I give you guys all of these scriptures I got. So the first, first scripture I have is Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So as you guys are making this decision to move and become, as you're making God the CEO, as you're going into this unfamiliar territory, these things that make you uncomfortable, you have to be sure that you do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The way you renew your mind is evaluate why it is in the state that it is in the first place. And then after you uh, realize why it is there, then we have to go course correct, which is point number three. But let me finish these scriptures first. First John 4 and 4 says, but you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. No matter what you see or what has influenced you thus far, no matter what has taken root in your heart that's caused you to allow fear to cancel out your faith or that has caused you to stay stagnant and not move and become, you have already won the victory over those things. No matter who told you that you wouldn't amount to nothing when you were little, no matter who touched you, no matter who abused you, no matter if your business failed before, no matter if you've been broken homeless before and you don't want to go back and that's why you're scared to take the risk, no matter what it is, you already won victory over it. This is a fixed fight we're fighting, you guys. The only way you lose is if you quit. The only way you lose is if you quit. Or if you stay stagnant because procrastination is still disobedient. So don't be trying to tell me, Tatum, I'm going to move next week. Procrastination is still disobedience. Who, how do you know you're going to be here next week? Let's not take advantage of the fact that we do have breath in our bodies. Let's not take advantage of the fact that God did bless us with another day and say, I'm going to do something next week. No, you need to move now. You need to be obedient now. You need to stop being stagnant and move now. You already have the victory over all the demonic spirits that try to keep you that way. I told you about how the enemy um, would speak to me, but I have victory over those thoughts. The Bible says to bring your thoughts into, into captivity. So whenever something comes into my mind that goes against the word of God and the plan that he has for my life, I remind it that I have the victory over it. So we're going to stop, pay some more bills, and I'm going to come back and finish these scriptures. Okay. Okay, let's continue. So the next scripture is Matthew 7, 15 through 20. It says, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, 
You can identify people by their actions. So going back to the thought of who told you that, it's important as you're taking inventory on the things and the people that are pouring into you, that you pay attention to their fruit to qualify if they're able to pour into you or not. I think about this two different ways. One, of course, identifying the people that's going to pour into you, but also identify the different emotions that aren't bearing good fruit in your life. Because a lot of times we are our own worst enemy. Sometimes the enemy ain't even got to use nobody else because you're doing it for him. You're doing his job for him. He don't even got to go as far as send you a wolf. The wolf looking you back in the mirror. So look at the things that's not bearing fruit in your life as well. Let's say your, your morning routine, is that bearing fruit? Are you still going to work mad? Are you still late to work every single day? Are you doing activities in your business that are making you money? Or are you just fake busy and not really getting anywhere? You pay attention to you're not only the other people and what their fruit looks like, but the fruit of your emotions, the fruit of your habits, the fruit of the words that are coming out of your mouth. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of your tongue. Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? Are you praising God with the same mouth that you cussing folk out in? Like, what, what is it? What's, what are the things? Let's just start with the person in the mirror. What are the things that you're doing that's not bearing much fruit? And, and let's start there. Because like I said, a lot of times we can be our own worst enemy. And then the last scripture, I think this is the last one. Yeah, this is the last scripture for this point is to guard your heart above all else. This is Proverbs 4.23. I don't think I said the scripture in the last one, but if I didn't, the last scripture I read about bearing fruit is Matthew 7. 15 through 20. So this one is Proverbs 4.23. says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So take inventory on your heart, you guys. Take inventory on what fruit is your heart bearing? Is your heart bearing unforgiveness? And that's why you're stuck and afraid to move? Is your, or, or is that why you're afraid to go out and take risks? Because somebody hurt you? I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here. Examine your heart. Are you so upset or so ashamed of something that you've done? It's keeping you from going out and doing the things of God. Because you feel like, how can I go and do the things of God when I've done the things that I've done? And I know that's for somebody specifically. You got to forgive yourself. Because that unforgiveness that you're holding against yourself and the things that you've done in your past is not bearing a fruit. It's stopping you from what God wants to do. It's stopping you from how he wants to take what you've done in the past and turn it into something that he is going to get the glory for. But you got to forgive yourself first because there are other people that's just like you that's stuck in the darkness because of shame as well but you got to go to them and you got to go where they are you got to go in the strip clubs you got to oh my gosh you got to go to the side of the road you got to go wherever you got to go back to that childhood home you got to go wherever it is you need to go and deal with that because there are other people that you're going to have to rescue and there are things that God is going to use that you've been through for his glory. But again, you have to forgive yourself. I don't know who that was for, but forgive yourself. Shame does not bear good fruit. It doesn't. 
And God already forgave you and he still loved you. He loved you before you made the mistake and he loved you after. He loves you still and he always will. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He didn't give up on you, so don't give up on yourself. He's still there. And for as long as you chase him, he's going to use everything that you thought made you dirty and purify you so that it could be used for his glory. Mm. So that was point number two. Get to the root of the belief. Last but not least, it's time to course correct. This is the homework section. Proverbs 3, 7 says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. So whatever it is, the, the Bible is very clear that there is no gray areas. It's either good or it's evil. It's either righteous or it's sin. There's no in-between. It's no in-between. So if, you, if you're either obedient or you're not, you putting it off, you procrastinating, it's still disobedience. So now we have to course correct. So now that we we dealt with, we now that we've brought to our remembrance the ways in which we're putting God in a box, now that we've gotten to the root of why we believe what we believe, now I need you to write those things down. Write down everything in your life that's not bearing fruit, every emotion that's not bearing fruit. Write down the things that are taking away your joy and your peace. The emotions that are taking away your joy and your peace, whether it's fear, whether it's shame, whatever it is, write that down. And now it's time to first repent for it. So after you write these things down, say, Lord, forgive me. God, forgive me for the ways that I didn't believe how great you are. Forgive me for putting you in a box that limited the things that you wanted to do in my life. Forgive me for allowing influences to take me away from the magnitude of who you are. I turn away from evil and I, and I turn away from my own wisdom. And God, I come humbly before you and I ask you for your wisdom. Show me where I went wrong. Show me what I need to do differently to live a supernatural life. Show me what's stopping me from moving and becoming and show me the strategy, show me the way, give me the instruction so that I can move forward and be all that, that you've called me to be. Uproot all the strongholds, Lord, that's keeping me stuck. So I'm just saying what I would say to God, but I really want you guys to just sit with this episode and go back to the scriptures that I mentioned and really take these things to God. Take these things to him and ask him to show you the way. Ask him to course correct. And some stuff you can figure out for yourself. If you're realizing that, let's say going on social media, you're comparing yourself to a lot of people and that's what's causing you to be fearful. Or that's what's causing you to stay stagnant and not move on the things of God. Get rid of it. Maybe it's all these books that you've been reading or you've allowed yourself to get caught up by every shiny object that comes your way that you don't finish the thing that God told you to complete last. Whatever your situation may be, take a second and sit with it. I think too many times we're always trying to move. We just don't stop. We just don't stop and think and reflect and check the effectiveness of what it is we're doing.